For the final feature of our program, we meet with two women who've received adjuvant systemic therapy for node-positive breast cancer. As noted by our speakers, the key features determining selection of systemic treatment of any-stage breast cancer is the estrogen and HER2 receptor status of the tumor. Chemotherapy, usually with both ataxane and anthracycline, is standard in node-positive tumors, but is somewhat different based on the HER2 status as demonstrated by our two cases. The first patient had a HER2-negative, ER-positive tumor, and the two most common chemoregimens in such node-positive patients are TAC, docetaxel, doxorubicin, and cyclophosphamide, and dose-dense AC-paclitaxel. Both regimens require myeloid growth factor support. This 50-year-old postmenopausal woman received TAC, followed by an aromatase inhibitor, anastrozole. To begin, she described her reaction to the initial diagnosis of breast cancer. I was stunned, shocked. I said, no, that's not possible. I said, I feel great. What was your life like at that point? Were you working, or how did you spend your time? I'm an at-home mom. I have two children, a home, three animals, two turtles, a husband. So I'm busy. I'm very busy, very active in the school with both my children. How old are your children? I have an 8-year-old and a 14-year-old. The 8-year-old is a boy, and the 14-year-old is a girl. What was your husband's reaction to this? He didn't believe it. He was totally in shock. When he found out about it, he walked into his boss's office, and he sat down and just started to cry. He could not believe it. I couldn't believe it either. Can you talk a little bit about what you were expecting from chemotherapy prior to starting it? I was terrified. Absolutely horrified. I think everybody who goes for chemotherapy, the minute you hear chemotherapy, you start to shiver because you're thinking of, oh my God, I'm going to lose my hair. Oh my God, I'm going to feel tired. I'm not going to feel good. I could get sick. There's all these negatives that are involved with it. But I'll tell you, when you walk into that room for the first time, and they're about to give you that chemotherapy, your face is just, I've seen it. When I'm taking my chemotherapy, I've already finished it, but when I was taking my chemotherapy, and I would see a new person walk in, you just knew that it was their first time. How did you deal with it? It's hard. It's very, very hard. But when you have your family around you, friends, and just faith, strength, you deal with it. At that point, as you were about to get started on the chemotherapy, to what extent had you discussed this with your children? It was very hard because my Gregory was only like six and a half at the time. And for him, he didn't really understand it. Mommy was going to have to take some medicine that was going to make her not feel good. And I would probably lose my hair, but it would come back. That's what we told him. And he was okay with it because at that age, All they want to know is, can I have a cookie? (laughs) And they're happy with anything that you tell them, as long as you don't tell them anything horrible. My daughter took it very hard. She was very frightened because she had had a few friends that their parents, either mother or father, had had some sort of cancer. Some of them were all right. Some of them did not survive. So for them, it was difficult. I think for an older child, it tends to be more difficult. What did you do to try to help her? talk to her constantly, reassure her, let her sit with me a lot. I never took her to chemo with me because I thought that might be a little bit too much for her. But, you know, every time I would come home from it, she would see I was all right. And she would see that mommy was just a little tired. And when I lost my hair, it wasn't so terrible. I had a wig. Of course, now your hair is 
beautiful it's blonde hair. Yeah, it's, it's all growing back, thank goodness. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about what the first chemotherapy treatment was like? Well, the first chemotherapy treatment was really frightening, and I was very concerned with how I was going to feel afterwards. But I have to tell you, it was not bad. People look at me when I say that. It was nothing. It was just my body after about a week. I was maybe just a little more tired than usual, but not anything bad. It was almost like I had nothing done to me. No nausea or vomiting? No. You had a total of six treatments? Yes. While you were having chemotherapy, what was your lifestyle like? What were you doing? I cut back quite a bit while I was on chemotherapy. My friends all helped out with getting the kids to school and doing little errands like that. I still tried to do my everyday routine, but it was harder. I couldn't exercise like I normally like to. What kind of exercise do you normally do? Normally, I was jogging then. I reduced it to walking. How long would you jog? For about 15, 20 minutes. And so you switched that to walking? Right. Yes. And it was good. How did your weight do during the chemo? I gained about 18 pounds. During the chemo? Mm-hmm. Do you think you were eating more? Yes, I was. I was eating more. I was home more. Hmm. I was, you know, in the kitchen more. Was eating something that relieved stress a little bit for you? I don't know that it really relieved stress, but I think that it made me feel good sometimes when I would eat. I would eat small meals, nothing big, because I really found that I did well with small meals. Now, have you been able to lose that weight? I've just started recently. <laughs> so you gained yes. 18 pounds in a short period of time. Well, it wasn't so short because it was during the chemo and also another few months afterwards that it took me to gain all of that. But 18 pounds, I mean, how tall are you? 5'5". Five, five. So that's a significant amount of weight. You look fine now. You don't look overweight, but that's a lot of weight to gain. But a lot of women, that happens too. Yeah, and I found that it was all right. I didn't feel bad gaining the weight. It right. didn't affect me. it didn't me. bother you. No. Okay. So by the time the chemo was over... It sounds like it was a lot different than what you were anticipating. Much different, much different. I was anticipating horror stories because, you know, you hear certain things about terrible reactions. I mean, you had pretty strong chemo. Yeah, I did. I wouldn't doubt that you might be ran into people in the waiting room or infusion room who have had lots of problems with chemo. I don't know, have you? Yes, as a matter of fact, there was one young girl that I was in chemo with, and she tended to have a few problems here and there. But now she's fine because I still keep in contact with her and she's doing well. That's interesting. How long was it after the chemo was done that you were back to kind of your normal activities? It took me quite a while. I thought that in a month I'd be fine and I'd be running around and doing everything I used to do. But it took me a good six months. How do you feel now? I feel great. At what point did the Arimidex come in? Well, the doctor had spoken to me right after the last treatment of my chemo. We had talked about it previously before, but not done anything with it. And when I decided I was going to go on a Rimadex, that was when she introduced me to everything, talked to me about it, and told me all about it. So you started the Rimadex after the chemo? Yes, within sight of a month. How was that? Fine. Any problems? I had no problems at all. I noticed mild bone pain, which I still do have. Hmm. It's gotten less and less and less, but it was pretty intense in the beginning. Which bones? My legs, mostly. My legs. Where in your legs? All the way from my hips, all the way down, and even my ankles. Do you think it could be in your joints as opposed to your bones? Could be. It could be. And yeah. how long after starting the Arimidex did this begin? I'd say probably within a couple of weeks. And after a while, did the pain get better or worse? 
It subsides itself. It does. So you've been on the Remedex now for more than a year? Yes. Anything feel different to you at all other than the pain? Not really. I notice that I get tired every once in a while. I don't have bad fatigue, but I can't really do 100% like I used to. What was it that made you decide to take the Aruminex as opposed to Tamoxifen? What was your understanding of those two options? When I read about both of them, Arimidex offered more as far as the fact that it doesn't give you uterine cancer. So that was a concern with Tamoxifen for Tremendous, you. tremendous. And also, too, the blood clotting. I read that Arimidex has much lower side effects as far as that. And when you look at the numbers and compare them, it's considerable. When you talked to Dr. Vogel about that decision of the Arimidex versus Tamoxifen, how did he explain it to you or what did he recommend? Well, he didn't recommend anything. He let me make my own choice. He showed me the different types, and he pretty much let me pick what I wanted. And when I decided to go with Arimidex, then he discussed it with me. What did he say? He told me that it was a good choice. Did you have any information in terms of what to expect in terms of anastrozole, Remedex versus tamoxifen in that regard? Yes, I did. And the information since I started the program has changed drastically, which when I first started, Arimidex proved that it was, I don't mean to say a better product, but a more effective product in the reoccurrence issue, whereas now it's even stronger. So I'm really glad that I did make that choice. What's going on with your children and your husband right now? Well, my children are very happy because mommy's hair is growing back. That was scary for them? You know what? It was scary for my daughter more than my son. My son used to make fun of it. (laughs) He used to think it was funny when mommy wore a wig. But with my daughter, it was very difficult. But she was at a 14-year-old age, which is a hard age for kids. And how is she doing now? She's doing great with it. She's doing wonderful. She's happy that mommy's doing good. And she's very careful with mommy. She's a little bit more careful than she was before. Careful? In what way? Careful is, you know, saying, mommy, I'll get that for you. Hmm. Or mommy, I'll do that for you. Hmm. Which is nice. Interesting. How about you? Have you changed? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I have definitely changed. You can't go through something like that and not change. That would be almost impossible. Everybody changes in their own way. What way did you change? I've become a lot more sensitive to certain things and to especially people that have unfortunately been afflicted with cancer. Whereas before, I used to just think of it as, oh, that's terrible. Now I talk to people. What's that like? It's a very good feeling. It really is a wonderful feeling. And especially when I was taking chemo, when there would be somebody new that would come into the room, I would immediately go over. I would speak to them. I would give them my phone number. I would tell them if they wanted to know anything, ask me any questions about things that I've been through, that they're going to go through, that I would be happy to talk to them. How did that make you feel? Very good. And the reason that I did that is when I first walked into chemo, there was a young lady who did that with me, and she was wonderful. She said, call me if you have any questions about anything. What are some of the things that you've told people getting started on chemo? Don't be afraid. Definitely don't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid of it. It's something that's going to help you. It's definitely got benefits to it, and you want to do something that's going to give you good benefits. How do people react when you say that? They sort of look at me like they don't understand it. I just explained to them, this is something that you need to do. 
It's going to give you a better chance of survival, a better chance at not getting cancer again. And if, God forbid, you do have anything in you, it'll get it. Hopefully it will, and usually it does. What's going on between you and your husband during this time? Well, my husband was very sensitive. He was very, very worried, very scared, always watching me, always asking me if I felt okay, which sort of made me a little crazy. But I think that that's normal. I really was very patient with him when it came to that because your loved ones are always going to be very scared for you. They may not tell you, but they're going to always be very concerned. Has this brought you closer? I think it has. I think it's brought us closer in a different way. What do you mean? We were always very close because we grew up together. We've known each other since we're children. But I think when I started going through this, he became more sensitive to me as a female, not just as his wife, not just as Lori. Breast cancer is not only for females, I know that, but he became more sensitive to me as a woman Hmm. and more concerned with me and, you know, how do you feel about this and are you okay with that? And when I was going through reconstruction, he was very involved with everything where he's never really done that before. 